All right, you ready? Ready. All right, cool. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of La Plática. Sorry, I got to go reach right here. I'm looking at this camera now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, you can watch and listen to La Plática on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today, I have a very special friend. I've known her. Honestly, I've known who's who's I've known this person for, I would say, like four years, maybe. I wouldn't say we're the closest, but we always keep in touch. We have a lot of similar traits. And on today's show, we have Sophie, also known as Stay Gold. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe I'm here. Oh, my God. She said, thank you so much for inviting me. I was like, thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Seriously. I love it. Um, I've been wanting to actually invite you over for a while. And by the way, if you want to look at a camera, that's your camera right here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. If you'd like. Okay. Um, thank you so much for coming into La Platica. Um, as me, I used, I, I'm still a barber. You know, I don't think you can ever like not be a barber, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up to you so much, like back in the day. Like I think Sophie used to do the coolest haircuts. She used to have the coolest clients, and you used to teach the coolest classes. So I was like, I need to invite her. I need to tell everybody that she is the coolest, literally. The style, the tattoos, everything. Um, how you been? I've been good. You know, um, I think with all this happening, it was kind of a nice break to finally like be home. Yes. And just like work on home projects. Um, it's just crazy because during quarantine, I just launched the podcast. And yeah. I actually remember the first day you actually ordered that. And I was oh, like, really? I need to get that one yeah. too. It's like so legit. And I was just telling you, it took a shit on me the other day. Yeah. The power went off or something like that. So I had to go to Guitar Center during lockdown. Um, Well, technically everything's open now, but Guitar Center had literally, I literally was in line at Guitar Center for one hour. For one hour. And I got there and they only had one. So thank God they had one. So that's this. Yeah. But how are you liking the whole podcast situation? You know, it's cool because... It's just allowing you another side of like conversation that yeah. you couldn't just, you mean, I mean, you can't do like 45 minute episodes on Instagram yeah. or YouTube. Um, so having another layer of just like a way to educate, you know, mm-hmm. even through just conversation, I think has been really cool. And also like, I'm sure you've gone through this too, but when you start doing this so much, it actually helps you become like a better speaker. Yes. And you're thinking faster because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, especially when you're hosting stuff. Exactly. Right? You got to get better at connecting mm-hmm. the dots when mm-hmm. before. And I'm sure you, you've probably gone through some stages of getting better at it. Right. Yeah. And still to this day, you know, mm-hmm. I always tell myself, Sebastian, make sure your English is on point. Make sure you use good. Uh, pronunciation. <laughs> Look, I see. I can't even <laughs> say it. Make sure you use good grammar. You know what I mean? Stop saying um. stop saying you start catching yourself um, having these kind of like um, words that you always say. I always say this. Like I said, I always say, like I said, and I've told people that I, I don't want to say that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I've been getting a little better, but not only that during lockdown, and I've told people this as as well, as well, me and Karen, I feel like, cause you know, you're in a relationship as well. And the conversations are always maybe the same at the house, you know, Hey, how was, you know, how was your day? Oh, it was good. It's always like the same type of style of conversations. But once you actually force yourself to, because Karen was my quarantine co-host for a while, and um, which I'm super grateful for. And she was always down. I loved it. It was so cool to have a conversation with your girl. 
um, about random things, forcing yourself to talk about random things. Like what me and uh, you are doing right now, we're forcing ourselves to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. It was very therapeutic. I think it gave me and Karen like a better relationship because, um, you know, we can drink, we can uh, talk about random things. We would call random people as well. And it was so much fun. So I think the lockdown has really brought us um, a lot of joy as well. Mm-hmm. Cooking, cleaning, just being more like one with each other. Last night we had um, two bottles of wine and uh, we were singing music all night. And that's something that we would never do. You know, we would always go out and go to a restaurant, be around people or, you know, just simply just be at home and just do like average things. Same. Yeah, uh, that was exactly what we needed because, I mean, I've been traveling heavily for the last four years. Yeah, I know. And me and Val are, let's see, August was four years, so we're a little over that area now. And this is the first time we've been able to, like, wake up together, have... It's okay. Have all of our meals together, breakfast, lunch, dinner. We've been cooking at home more, which we never did before this. It was always like we're on the go. So it's just hard to like have somebody go home and cook. Um, And then just being able to just like watch shows together. And then just like it was just like having like a best friend and just building a stronger relationship. Exactly. We're literally. Oh, hi. (gasps) Thank you so much. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, Literally, guys. My mom, I was telling Sophie, my mom is here. She's been, because I have a problem at my house. I don't do laundry. Mm. Never. I'm always busy editing. We're always busy um, shooting videos. And I never have time to do my own damn laundry. Legit, never. And my mom, she's noticed that. And she said, mijo. Whenever you have time, I'll go and I'll go do it for you. But like you, I just turned 30 years old. I, I, I do not want my mom to come do my laundry. I really don't. <laughs> but she's here and she's doing it. And it's going to help me out. No, like, no lie. You're always going to be her little boy. And I'm the oldest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you the. I'm the oldest of three. Oldest of three. Mm-hmm. Cool. Where's your family from again? Um, they originated from Cambodia. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they've been out here since. Uh, what year was it? I think it was 83, I think. Wow. Yeah. Do you go out there? I've never been yet. I actually wanted to yeah. this year, but then coronavirus happened and we had to change plans. So I'm actually not sure when I can go back, but I would like to at least like kind of like see where my mom grew up. At yeah. Least like once. I feel like the food there is so good. Yeah. Do I you, would like to. Is it Com- Cambodian food? Is mm-hmm. that how you say? Yes. Yeah. Um, and that kind of food is, I wouldn't say I'm the most authentic when it comes to eating Cambodian food. It's, um, but there's a lot of like, you know, there's like dry noodles and there's like yeah. rice porridge yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, pork blood, if you're into that. It's pork like, blood. Oh my it's God, like what's coagulated co- pork blood. That's uh, coagulated means like it turns into like a more like a like jelly a, solid type yeah, of thing. Yeah. And they dice that up. There's this really common dish and it's in a rice porridge with like chicken, shredded chicken and then the the pork blood, which what? I could never get Have into. You had it? Oh. Um, it's a weird. Yeah. I can't it, even like, remember the taste. It's straight it's up chopped. blood. Yeah. And it's just diced. Oh, wow. Yeah. It must be good with like salt and lime, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> The only thing that I do not eat, I literally eat anything. I'm not the pickiest guy ever. I eat whatever. The only thing that I don't eat is amphibians, reptiles, um, and insects. 
Oh yeah, I, I cannot do that. But I have tried um, in Mexico. It's actually kind of popular to eat grasshoppers. Um, they're called chapulines, and they like fry them and they kind of like saute them. And it's actually not that bad, but still in the back of so your head. Does, does it come out looking like a grasshopper? Oh, it's a straight up grasshopper. Is it a green one or a brown one? Well, the thing is, I don't know if they're initially green and then they mm. get fucking roasted and <laughs> then they're fucking red and brown and then they're seasoned. Oh, right. But they seem to be on the more brown side. Okay, because I've seen um, I've seen Cambodian people eat big grasshoppers, but oh I don't God. know if they're brown because they're bigger or if it's brown because that's how they roast them and they change colors, maybe. Yeah, and they're seasoned. Yeah, I could never. Yeah, I mean, if I close my eyes and you chew it, it it doesn't taste. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it tastes kind of like a like a nut, mm. like a seasoned nut. You know. Okay, what's the weirdest thing you've ever had in your entire life? The weirdest thing, honestly. Nothing, you know, you'd be surprised. I, we, me and Karen have been to so many places in the world. And the weirdest thing I think I've, I had, um, raw deer. Raw deer? Raw deer. Wow. And it was served like sushi style. And this was in Latvia. Latvia. Have you heard of Latvia before? Mm-hmm. Latvia is, is, is it by the, Oh my god, I forgot where it's at. But it literally it's a beautiful little town. And it looks like when we went there, it literally looked like Santa Claus lives there. Wow. Yeah, there was deer everywhere. It was a little, little town. But you know what's so cool, and I always remember this about Lavia, is when I was walking into their little downtown, which there was really nobody there, there was a super, super elegant barbershop. Like the ones that you see like in pictures. Where the dudes are like slick back hair, their mustaches were perfectly groomed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. no beard. Mm-hmm. They had their little apron on and they were literally just perfectly shaving this dude. Wow. It was just like beautiful, like the way that it was like set up. It was yeah. like really cool. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. It was it's, so dope. It's like the, that's kind of how I always thought barbering was, was that traditional style mm-hmm. you know like the handlebar mustaches the mm-hmm. the super clean aprons um it's kind of like that peaky blinders vibe you yeah know? okay exactly yeah. like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how they were in latvia that's cool um the first time i ever saw you i didn't even meet you um i was working in irvine because when i started doing hair mm-hmm. i lived in marietta and then the salon where i did hair at was called menifee they're neighboring cities but that's where I learned how to do women's hair. I started doing like an internship program um, in OC. And it was cool because in internship program, you only have to go to school twice a month just to like sit down for three hours, whatnot. But it was cool because I never went to cosmetology because I was like, I cannot spend every single day for like eight hours in a class at 19, 20 years old. I would have no money. And my parents didn't have the money to, you know, mm-hmm. help me out. So, and I never did it in high school. I have a sister who did it in high school, but you had to have the grades. You know, you had to have that early release mm-hmm. to go to cosmetology school. So I went to internship program and it was cool because I got to work hands on. I was, I was uh, my friend's sister's assistant. I was hands on and I was learning how to blow dry. And to me, being a straight guy, blow drying 
I would be so scared to grab uh, a lady or, you know, a young lady's hair because you got to be like in there. Like, obviously, later, like down the line, yo, like if if I'm literally so good at blow drying hair, like that's something that I'm really good at. And um, and I've got taught by by these people. Um, But it was cool because I was making money and going to school and the school was easy, super easy. They taught you about sanitation and, you know, the basics. Mm -hmm. But living in Menifee. I couldn't do too much. You know, the most I was able to do was like back to back foils. Um, nobody really wanted like the whole balayage thing, you know, and that was the cool thing that was going on mm-hmm. or like cool colors. I always wanted to dye hair. Um, but that's interesting because I didn't know you actually did women's hair until oh, this did? moment. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, I really? met you, I, I had only seen that you were doing men's hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So continuing my story and then that, that, I'm going to tell you why I started doing only men's hair. It's because. So the reason why I went to OC was because like, yo, I'm done with this spot. And the boss that I had at that old spot, Menifee, he had a salon in Orange County as well. And there I met my friend Aldo, which is my mentor um, doing hair. And but he was working for that guy. Anyways, we both quit because that place was long story. And um, this guy, Aldo, he opened up his salon in Irvine. And the, and I always remember, guess what the salon was called? It was called the Beauty Heaven. Imagine working for a spot called Beauty Heaven. <laughs> Me being the guy that I am, like letting people know, like, yeah, just come. It's like, um, it's off Jamboree. Oh, what's the salon called? Uh, Beauty Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not hating on it. I'm so grateful to work there and the opportunity that Aldo gave me. Um, but I started working there and then he finally changed the salon to like AKA, AK salon or AKA. It sounded better. And uh, he used to teach me, but like, I always wanted to do men's hair. So I started to, um, color hair and it was so cool because he would teach me how to color hair. He would teach me what developers to use, which, what, what bleach to use. And it was the trickiest thing for me was what toners to mix, Mm -hmm. you know? Fucking, I think we were using Redkin Suzy Q or what's that shit called again? I forgot. Um, and it was like, all right, Sebas, mix 8T with 9VV, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was all the formula. So I got good at that and I started to do it. And that's when people started to notice like, oh shit, this guy can cut like a barber and he can um, dye hair like a hairdresser. Because I am a hairdresser. I actually was never a barber. I always just did barbering. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I only had my cosmetology license. Um, but being with Aldo and being there, I I learned best of both worlds. So I just kind of combined those together. Because even for me, I had to go to American Barbershop in Santa Ana. This is where the story is coming together. Because I was working in Irvine. But nobody can cut my hair like a barber. And I love the barber fade, the barber look. So I step into American Barbershop. And I go with... I think he was Asian, uh, ch- ch- chubbier guy. Worm. Worm. Super cool guy. And he was popping. You know, he's not Asian. Is he not Asian? What is he? He's Hispanic. Oh, my gosh. Just like <laughs> my he's girl. Got, he's got that Asian. Yeah. Like Asian my girl, head. she looks Asian, but like people. She, I thought she's she Hispanic. was Asian. Yeah, everybody does. Our part Asian. Yeah, least, no. Yeah. When I first met her, and I always tell this joke. It's not really a joke, but when I first met her, I was like, man, I told my mom, I'm about to date an Asian girl. First timer. <laughs> First timer, you know, I was excited. She tells me she was Mexican. I was like, 
Man, I was so excited to date an Asian girl. <laughs> but uh, he cut my hair. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because when I walked, I noticed you. You were you were the first one to the left. I don't know if you remember that. I do. You're the first. No, I one. don't. I don't actually remember seeing you going in there. Yeah, but you, I was. You I was for in the sure. Corner. Yeah, first one to the left. Mm-hmm. And then there was another girl that worked there too later, and she had a shaved head, and she's pop, she was popping later too. Oh, Pope. Pope. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I saw you the first time, and that was literally like five years ago. And then I was just going to uh, American Barbershop. But the problem that many guys had was go get a cut from a barber and then they had to go mm-hmm. get it dyed somewhere else. So I feel like I started to get popping because it, I was just a one-stop shop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. And then from there, I just went to L.A. I met Carlos Sugar Skulls and um, me and Karen wanted to move out to L.A. And... That, that's what happened then i met dre dre was one of the most amazing people i've ever met in la and then i started working with him and then i started working with leche and then i retired with leche mm-hmm. so what made you actually switch or comp- like do you still do hair now or do you just do it temp- like every now and then so i just got to a point well the reason why i don't i didn't do hair i, I haven't been doing hair in like three four years it's just me and karen we like organically went into like the YouTube, like social media world. That can be another story. That's such a long story of how everything happened. But I was telling Karen, I was like, dang, it's crazy how like I just dropped everything. And, you know, we just started doing YouTube because it was so much fun. You know, I, I just think at that time, it just made more sense for me to continue what we were doing. You know, um, YouTube wise, I was helping Karen edit her videos. We were shooting videos together. Um, and then I was just doing hair like maybe once a week with Leche at his mm-hmm. downtown spot. And um, and then I was just like, you know, let's just keep doing this because we were traveling so much, editing, working. It was nonstop. This shit is not like, you don't just do this and then, okay, cool, I'm done, you know? This shit takes a, a day, mm-hmm. whole day, like a whole week, you know? Sometimes it's like projects. Um, and it's funny because like in high school, the like I failed videography class. And it's so weird how like now that's all I do. Yeah. So shout out Mr. V. Who failed me? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I just did that. I, I was just in—I'm just in love with men's grooming. Till this day, it's my passion. I love it. Even before I started cutting hair, uh, I was the one in high school who had the funky hair, who had the colored hair, who was cutting my boy's hair for fun, not even wanting—not even knowing that I was going to do this. So, yeah. It just happens. Yeah. How did it happen for you? I want to know. Like, well, it's kind of similar because. I started off doing women's hair. I realized that it was just not as fun, I guess. So Mm -hmm. before, I mean, going into hair, I didn't even know about barbering. Like men's hair wasn't a subject separate. It was like you go in and you do women's hair. That's it. But you went to cosmetology, not barbering. Correct. Okay. And um, I always was doing all the short haircuts. All the girls in my class were always like, okay, short haircut coming in, give it to Sophie. It was just a given and Mm -hmm. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, cool. Let me do it. And so I did, I tried out the salon the first year and it was just not connecting. I was like, okay, is this what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. I would go assist, right? Everyone says you got to go assist. You yeah. got to do retouches in like seven minutes, right? Yeah, I'm like, they time you. I was trying out at a place near, um, it's an OC by like a Ferrari. Um, uh, what city in OC? Ferrari dealer? yeah what was it was it new it could have been newport okay like costa mesa newport yeah okay and uh they're like all right you got to do it in eight minutes we're gonna time you and i'm like okay and i obviously could not do it that quickly tried out at a couple different places and 
even all the I had to be in at least like at two or three salons trying this out and it just wasn't working so then I was like okay let me just try a barbershop I guess if if it doesn't work out then I'm kind of done with this yeah. path because you can have a cosmetology license and work at a barbershop right mm-hmm. okay I work yeah and it's funny because when I was looking for a barbershop I got denied by a lot of people because they're like oh we need a barbering license we want people to get shaved and da 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 but you can't be a you can't have a barber's license and work at a salon, or you can. I believe you can. But you can't do, like, other things other than just... Mm, I wonder... I actually don't know it yeah. in the reverse. Maybe there's certain um, services, mm-hmm. maybe, that are limited. Um, but uh, And also, I think it depends on the school and what they actually teach you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, So I got into a Cosmo-friendly barbershop, which was American, and george he is a cosmetologist as well so he's like as long as you're comfortable with it like we can help you and you know we can build from there the shop was brand new at the time so i was like okay this is perfect and And that shop was dope yeah it that that area used to be super scary and sketch oh remember it's like fourth street right in santa Ana. fourth and french it used to be super like gang filled like we would have tagging on our windows and all sorts of stuff so when the barbershop started getting bigger, all these restaurants started to come in and then everything kind of uh, pushed the gangs yeah, yeah, out yeah. and it got a little safer. And then the Yost Theater started popping off. Yeah. So people were coming in That street in was popping. Yes. It was really hard to find parking in that yeah. street. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I got a haircut and then there was a fucking mariachi in the barbershop. Have you ever... That happens all the time. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? This is so sick. I was like, what? Enjoying my beer, getting a fade. I was like... Why aren't we doing this at the salon? Yeah, all the window, like window watching that you can do on that corner mm-hmm. is nuts. You yeah. you see, and everything. it was a corner spot. Yes, yeah. which made it really good. If you guys ever, if you're in the Orange County area, definitely go to American Barbershop. It's such a vibe, mm-hmm. very old school, traditional like vibe, but um, amazing barbers there. Yeah, we. I remember when we started with five, and now, and by the time that I left, there was like twelve stations. Yeah. So every day you worked there, it was like you just go and hang out with the guys. And the walk-ins were crazy there, right? Busy. Busy. Yeah. Because it's a thing to go there. It's like a thing. Yeah. And that was and that place started off, which I th- I still think it keeps its more like traditional kind of vibe, like side part, comb overs, like they do mainly all that stuff. And, you know, all the guys are suited up now and stuff like that. So I was able to get a lot of cross training with those guys. And we just learned off each other. Like half mm-hmm. of us were Cosmos and the other half were like barber barbers. So it's like, hey, I'll watch you and we'll teach you scissor yeah, work. That's and so that cool. was how we started to build this like hybrid. So we were the one stop shop minus the coloring. It's like you don't have to go to the salon to go get the top done now because we could do it here, too. Mm-hmm. And that and I think that was a really great way for me to start learning like, oh, shit, like as a barber. You can still build your value. You just got to figure out like what people are looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so dope. I mean, for the moment I walked in there, I was like, "This spot is sick." Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you left to go where? I left after four years. Um, I felt like for me, it was getting to hamster wheel repetitive. I'm like, I see the same people mm-hmm. every week, every single day. I already know. I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't grow anymore, and so I decided to take my chance and head it into LA. And kind of challenge myself and just yeah. see what happens. And it was it was pretty difficult, like moving yeah. into LA because the com- competition is way heavier. It, it's, it's a bigger super pool. Saturated. I mean, you got like the best of everything out there. Yeah, because think about it, like the exact same thing that you thought about, like oh, you know, it's too hamster wheel, it's too repetitive. 
thousands of other people are thinking the same and that's why they go to LA and I think that's what separates you from just somebody who just does a day-to-day basis kind of thing um even for me leaving OC I was already really busy I was doing back-to-back clients and when I say back-to-back it doesn't mean like yeah back like one one after another but in between as well so one would come in and I'd just be like bro do not be late because if you're late you fuck my shit up yeah because they needed to be there. Most of my clients were like, I need to get a full bleach because everybody wanted gray hair at that time. Mm-hmm. And I and I got down the fucking formula and I was so happy. But the main thing is you got to bleach the fuck out of their hair. And another thing is like, if their hair is like mine, super dark. I tell them like, dude, I'm going to try to bleach it as much as I can. But the second time you come, it's probably when we're going to get it really good. I was like, but I'll try, especially if they have long hair, because all my dudes had long hair and then they want me to blow dry them, make them look all sexy. So in order to bleach that type of hair, it would take a while. Mm-hmm. But I forgot what I was saying. Um, so I was doing that and um, one person would come into my chair and then I do a retouch on them or just do a full thing. And I'll do that in 15 minutes. And then they process for another 45. So that 45 minutes of them processing, I'm cutting hair. <laughs> And then that guy's done, and then I rinse them out. Or we would have, like, an assistant helping us out as well. So, yeah, but it's crazy. And then, like I said, you see how I said, like I said? Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, I finally, me and Karen were like, you know what? Let's move to downtown L.A. This is where it's at. We're coming here all the time anyway because we were doing deals with this, we do deals with that. Um, and it was hard for me. It was even hard to, for me to leave my mentor, my mentor, Aldo. If you ever meet him, he's the coolest fucking guy ever. I don't have a big brother or a big sister. I'm the oldest of five. But he was my big brother till this day. So shout out Aldo. I love you, bro. And it was hard for me to leave him because I know he was sad, too. Because me and him, it's like working with your like best friend at the time. Um, it's just like the coolest thing ever. Doing hair is the coolest thing ever. The job is so sick. Um, but then i went with carlos at his loft and then he gave me a chance there for um i think a year a little less than a year and then i went with dre but guys if you're stuck in a situation where you're like fuck like i'm making money here but i really want something else um i don't want to say do it it's your call but i promise you if you do it right it's definitely so 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 worth it um because it makes you grow it does. It really does. And then in Orange County, I think I was charging like 40 bucks, 35 bucks a cut. Mm-hmm. And now in Hollywood, I'm asking Dre, hey, Dre, how much are you charging your your, your dudes or or, your, or the or the girls? Oh, right here, we start off at like uh, 80 bucks. I was like, <laughs> what? Starting off? Yeah, bro. And it's just this whole vibe. It's just like way different. So now I was charging 85 to start. Mm-hmm. So... That was also another plus. Of exactly. To LA. So now instead of me doing 10 people a day, oh, I just have to do five. Mm-hmm. But I still would do 10 mm-hmm. and double everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if you only did five, I'd be the same working, you know, working less, making the same amount in Orange County. But it does take a while to get there. You don't just go to L.A. and expect to have a clientele. You have to put in the work. But I think putting in the work at that time was me. Just hustling. I really love doing hair and just posting about it all the time and being around. I always tell people, be around the people that you want to be around with. Like, I wish I would hang out more with you when I was doing hair. But luckily, I still had Dre or I still had Leche. Um, 
the dudes from the UK would always come all the time and we'd always kick it with them. And, you know, they taught us like the UK crop and shit like that. But I was going to ask you too, now you were being in LA, what did you have to do to separate yourself from other people? And I think, um, like, um, like cuts and style, but I think that you're so successful, Sophie, because just you, young female barber you're you're just you're just um like when i see you there's nobody like you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's a big thing too because i would even tell people all the time when you would cut hair and i i would tell people dude you can be the best person ever but if your personality is whack or you're whack i don't give a fuck how you fade me i'm not coming back to you you know Mm -hmm. i would have friends that would be more busier than me and i was better than them but they were so fucking cool that they would just come back, girls and guys, because they just wanted to kick it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think you're so successful because there's you're one of a kind. And I think, I don't know if you know that, but I think if you do know that, I think you're doing a really good job. Just keep pushing yourself, you know? Yeah. So oh, is, is, is that something that, that you feel like has helped you? Like Oh, definitely. Your imagery, um, obviously your skills, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I do think sometimes it's more personality. It's more imagery. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, like I wanted somebody to cut my hair that everybody knew. Because mm-hmm. I want to say, yo, you know, Sophie cuts my shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think once you got that down, especially if you're in a big pool in Los Angeles, I think that's one of the main things that you need to focus on is your imagery. Because cutting hair is like a like a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh Yeah, and what you notice now too, um, and I'm glad you brought up image is that, you know, for a long time I think the skill of hair kind of helped me pave my way for it. It's like, okay, we know this girl takes her time. We know yeah. she's gonna um make sure that these clients look super laced up and that was my way to get in. But then it's like what also helps people go through that door is how you look, you know? And it's it it's gotta be not that you got to look crazy, but it's got to be interesting enough to be like, what does this person do? Because they, you, you feel intrigued. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting more of that. And, I, and, you know, it took a while to get to a place to where you feel comfortable choosing what you want to look like, what you want to do, what you want to represent. And I think kind of like even for you, like going into like more social media stuff, that has also helped me share more of my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, it that's kind of what seals it because people are like, yeah, like. Sophie is cool, but what's even better is knowing her as a human being. Exactly. And that kind of like, I think, allows people to see that when you are. They relate more, to you 100%. More in front of the camera, sharing what you feel, sharing what you do. You know, it just gives another layer. And I think that's what's really hard for a lot of barbers to do is that nowadays, you know, everybody owns a camera. You're going to have good work regardless, photos, videos. Yeah. But what's the person behind that that camera like yeah. like they want to know more of that and i think that once you understand that part and you're able to like put that out there yeah. i think that's what you you start seeing which people stand out from the other because everyone's good and honestly like you're literally, learning so fast now literally because there is so much available like mm-hmm. if you're not utilizing what's out there like i i just don't know how to like shake those people because it's it's out there it's it's yeah. better than ever but you just have to be able to add your own flair to it and just kind of open yourself up yeah. to those things. And it's literally a formula. And like I said, using that formula that you just explained in anything, it doesn't have to be hairdressing, barbering. It can be anything. Um, using that, uh, I think you'll be golden. Seriously. Um, 
that's something that I used as well when I was, you know, doing hair. And um, it worked 100% because, like you said, everything is out there. I remember I was so, like, I did not know how people did these blurry fades. I did not understand how this little machine can just do that. You know what I mean? Is it like from one, you stop and then do two? No, mm-hmm. it's not. And at the moment when I started, because I was so obsessed with wanting to be good, YouTube, everything. And now it's well, it's like any like everything's out there. But when I was like, and I don't want to sound like old because, you know, that was just a couple years back. But there wasn't too much YouTube videos on how to fade or how to taper or anything like that. But I was so obsessed with doing it. And then when I finally got it down, I was just like, oh, my God, like this is it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely there's so much tools out there now. I had maybe three YouTube videos back when I first was learning of what I can actually reference. Everything else, there was just not a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely correct of like how much was available. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there's this YouTube video. It was called. It was, I think the barber, his name was Daniel Alfonso. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I used to work with him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, this was when I first started doing hair. And he had like, like now that I look back at it and I'm not trying to disrespect. And it, it wasn't the best taper. It wasn't the best fade. But he just did it. And he had such a cool look. And he had such a cool video. And I, it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. It helped me a lot uh, watching his video. Um, and then from there, I, you know, you kind of have your own flair to it. Exactly. What do you think right now is like the thing to do as a barber? Like, what do you see? Because like me, kind of like being out of the game, mm-hmm. um, you, uh, I don't see what's cool anymore. You know, I don't see like, because um, when I'm in it, you're in it. You want to know what everybody's doing, this, that, you know. Um, what do you think right now is like the thing right now? Or what do you think right now is like the cut that everybody wants? Because when I left, everybody started to transition into getting like that UK crop. I feel like that's still happening. It's, is it still yeah. thing? Cool. I, it, it, it comes and goes, which is so funny. Because I remember Fauxhawks being kind of like a little old now. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like they're coming back. And nice. then you're seeing more side parts. It's kind of like even with my own clients, it would transition from people moving from side parts to crops to going back the other way. Mm -hmm. So they kind of just float back and forth between messy and like super slick. Or it's just a... I feel like a lot of it too. A mash of just everything. Because I feel like a lot of it is... um, Like I see so many like even like rappers or even like Latin reggaetoneros that are like like, uh, Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't even get a fade. It's just literally zero like this. And you can just see a huge wedge. Like there's no fade. Or uh, Maluma... Yeah, or my look exactly yeah. how it's just like up and that's it. I love that. Yeah, that, like, it's so edgy, it's so sick, and yeah. it Maybe. looks it looks good because of the confidence that yeah. that motherfucker has behind it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. And that's another thing too that I wanted to talk about. Um, people always like you know they think to be something or they think there's too many rules to cutting hair, but I honestly have always thought that there's no rules to cutting hair. I've had so many people walk in and said, "Hey, you know." Shave me down the middle and I still want to have the, my hair on the sides. Mm-hmm. Look like Krusty the Clown, mm-hmm. right? And it just always made me realize, like, dang, there's no rules to cutting hair. You can do whatever you want as long as the customer or, you know, your friend or your client is happy. Like, you're solid. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's just about the way you make them feel. Like, if you can sell it to them and allow them to understand it. Because sometimes a lot of guys are just like, 
well, what do you think looks good? Yeah. And they don't always trust. I'm like, what if I add this like edge here? Mm-hmm. Would you be okay? And to them, when people think of, you know, if you're spending all this money on a haircut, you're like, shouldn't it blend? And not necess- And that's why it's great that, you know, artists and yeah. musicians are, you know, showing sh- showing that you can have something disconnected and it still be super dope. Even though when you look at it from the front, there's this huge yeah. gap yeah. in size. Right. Um, but uh, no, it's fun to even try those on people and just see people come to life because it's like, first of all, if you get that, you got to know if you walk down the street, you're going to be the only person having it. So it makes you feel like, holy shit, like I have something yeah. that a lot of people yeah. can't do. And that's just because you're confident enough yeah. to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I f- went to visit uh, Japan, um, there is a lot of K-pop hairstyles. And when I was out there, it doesn't seem like what's skin for, for the viewers mm-hmm. watching. What's a K-pop um, type it's of kind of like a, it's like a super low drop bowl cut. Yeah. Like hardly blended. Super feathery though, right? Like Split down the middle. Like it, it's like kind of shaggy and wavy. Shaggy, yeah. And just disconnected underneath. Got it. But when you're looking at it up close, like I'm looking at it like, okay, this could be a lot blended if I can see it, but the way they do it and the way that people wear it, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Same thing with Peaky Blinders. Think yeah. about the the guys' haircut. Hard lines all the way across. Um, even just the way it's separated doesn't always blend. Yeah. But it's just the it's just the it's overall the vibe, mm-hmm. you know, that makes the haircut. Yeah, it's crazy because like those haircuts like the Peaky Blinders, like I can draw the fucking haircut and mm-hmm. that's literally what you have. Yes. Cause it's really gonna it's gonna be hard for me to draw a fade. Right. So if I just think about drawing that haircut, that's literally what they have, the Peaky Blinders. And that looks dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think a haircut um, really defines who you are. And, you know, I've had the the Maluma, that, this and that. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you feel a certain type of way when you have it, you know. Um, confidence is key. Confidence will sell it. And if you're rocking it like that, you know, it, it, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage everybody to... So maybe that'll try be the new, try the Maluma character. Yes, maybe that'll be the new wave where people just push it a little more. And especially with, you know, being shut down for so long. I think this is also allowing people to really connect to themselves mm-hmm. and just know like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need to not think about it as much, you mm-hmm. know, because now you're like, if I'm going to do something, it seems a little bit more important in your head than it used to be before because mm-hmm. things were things were so limited. Mm-hmm. So right now, are you out of shop right now? I'm in a private studio. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so. how is that? Legit. It's been good, you know. Um, I started doing it probably two years ago, and it was the first time leaving a shop shop, you know, with other coworkers. And is I it think just you, or are you with somebody just else? Just me. Nice. And um, I was like, you know, maybe I'm gonna miss having coworkers and just having somebody to talk to. But I started traveling so much, and Daniel Alfonso, that guy that you were talking about earlier, was the last person I actually worked for. Um, was that at his um, at his salon? Shop? That's mm-hmm. a nice salon, right? Super beautiful, it's beautiful, great. yeah, sick. I was there right before my schedule like got crazy, and so I had to make the choice to leave. Yeah. And at first, I was nervous because you know I had worked so hard to build a clientele in LA. So finally, I was starting to get um, a groove at the time, and I was like, okay, now I'm just gonna have to move east, which is into West Covina. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know if they're gonna come, but. What I've learned is being in OC, being in LA, if you are from LA, a drive any direction doesn't matter. But if you're in OC, you ain't going you yeah, ain't yeah, going yeah, the yeah, other yeah. way. You but in LA, you'll go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. You're used to the traffic, mm-hmm. you know, so they're more willing to. 50% of my clientele when I was in OC would drive from LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are definitely um, better with that commute. 
Um, and then being in a private studio, I think also helped me too, because it wasn't like my clients know now they're, there's not a lot of consistency sometimes where it's like, okay, they're every three to four weeks. So it actually worked out anyways. It wasn't like, oh, hey, I need to cut every single week. So it ended up working out better. And it was more private where it's like one-on-one time, which I think they enjoyed because mm-hmm. you can literally not have to censor anything you want to talk about. It could be about anything you want. And it was just like way cool. That's so dope. Mm-hmm. That's so dope. What a journey you've had, literally. Dude, I've cut in some really weird places <laughs> really? to get to this point, yeah. What's the most worst spot you've cut at where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm cutting here right now? Oh, man, I was cutting in my ex's basement. <laughs> this was my transition to LA. Okay. Dude, it was so crazy because I had to... Okay, imagine going six days full schedule to like three clients a week. I was struggling so bad. I cut in the middle of the night after I left my sh- after I left my shift in LA. Came home, set up, went back to work at nine till two a.m. Fuck, and then do that shit again. <laughs> and then I would do, and then be, that wasn't enough because I had to now start pay rent at the LA shop, yeah, which is new because prior to that it was all like commission and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit up my old OC clients, so I drive back to OC and offer hair uh house calls for the last price that which was 50 bucks i was doing 50 dollar house calls that's not just worth to it. make it work <laughs> i was like i gotta do whatever it takes yeah you know? that's the hustle yeah. i was dude i was doing that too man that's the hustle house calls uh there's i don't think i don't care if i'm in a mansion there's no comfortable house calls no you gotta uh, think about lights i mean some people come with their own stools and yeah, stuff but it's just not comfortable it's, it's hard um the worst for me was, I think, my parents' garage in Marietta. And if you guys know Marietta, it's fucking hot. Yeah. No AC, no nothing. I mean, I'm fading dudes up with fucking sweat running down their neck. And it was just the worst. Like, fading dudes and then the fading little hair. is not And good. then the little hairs would just stick everywhere. Oh, I just can't. Uh, yeah. Thinking about it, it's just cringy. And I can't believe I did it for, guess how much? Let me guess. 40 bucks. $10. <laughs> And guess how many I'll do? Ten. Mm-hmm. Just to get a hundred bucks. Yeah. Maybe hundred twenty because they'll tip me two, mm-hmm. three dollars. But that was literally the worst. What's the first thing you're gonna do? Maybe travel. You and your girl. Where are you gonna go after this? We're able to fly. I don't know. I I like I personally like tropical places. Like, yeah. Because it's more like for me that's a vacation, yeah, yeah, relaxing. Yeah. She's more of the shopping type, so she wants oh, like nice. big cities, uh, you know, cool shopping areas, or like like she wants to go see a pyramid. That's sick. Um, which I'm totally down for. I think when you travel so much, sometimes you're just like, man, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to chill. But um, so we don't actually know. We kind of want to go to Greece. Dude, Greece um, is so nice. That looks really cool. And the food is bomb. Yeah. And you can get best of both worlds. Oh, you yes. and your girl need to go to Santorini. That's what we want to do. Yeah, Santorini yeah. is so That's romantic. On the list. It's beautiful. They're shopping. Mm. Because these Santorini spots, um, well, the Santorini spot, um, a lot of bougie people go over there. <laughs> and there's like a little strip. All fucking high fashion shit. Oh, nice. Givenchy, Balenciaga, Chanel, Dior. And you just you just go all out. Yeah. Not too much like urban shit. Like you're not gonna see a vape store or yeah. a Supreme, nothing like that. But like they'll have cool shit. And since you're in um Europe, mm-hmm. Europe, you know, side, they have like newer shit that that mm-hmm. gets there first than us. True. 
So Santorini, you yeah. can go to Mykonos, take a boat to Mykonos. That would be dope. Yeah. And then you can go to Athens, which is the major city on the, the actual coast. Mm-hmm. And then, But Greece is open and the food is ridiculously yeah. good. Yeah, I love trying food. Have You've been to Italy, right? Yeah. Okay, remember, isn't the uh, Italian food so different there mm-hmm. than our Italian food here? You know it's what? It's like I ca- night and day. I kind of like it here better. Really? Yeah. You like that salt? It's just like... <laughs> that seasoning. I don't know how to explain it. I think we didn't go to the best spots. And if we did go to a spot that was good, it was the best shit I've ever had. Mm. But I don't know what. Like, some of it was, like, too fresh for me. Mm. Like, the mm-hmm. oyster would still be alive and shit. You know what I mean? For sure. But Italian food is definitely bomb as fuck. Yeah. We're just so used to, I think, my Olive Garden. Yeah. Is that when I go over there, I'm like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not really the fettuccine Alfredo that I normally get. Mm-hmm. But it's probably better. Mm-hmm. But Italian food is bomb. Um our good friends got married in Tuscany. Oh, my God. It's beautiful there. I think Karen's favorite spot is Italy. Mm-hmm. I like going to Mexico. Even though I'm Mexican, I just like going to Mexico. There's pyramids in Mexico. Is there? You should definitely go. Um, the beaches in Mexico are beautiful as well. But, yeah, I think I can't wait to to get out. Yeah. I think I'm going to go wonder. to Mexico first. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming into La Platica. Seriously. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And I know this is this isn't gonna be your your last time. I love talking to you. Once again, guys, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, here on YouTube. Follow Sophie at State Gold. I'll put her at down below. And thank you guys so much for watching. I had a great conversation with you, Sophie. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sophie. Seriously. <laughs>